branding, I think is something that is so simple, but a lot of people miss out on or don't put enough time towards when it is such a huge deal. Like if you think about branding now, you know, a t-shirt is worth 10 bucks until you put Louis Vuitton on it and all of a sudden it's worth 50 times what it was before. My name is Dimitri and I'm a productivity and systems enthusiast. I'm Chance. I'm a philosophy and self-development enthusiast. And you're listening to the Rise Productive Podcast. The show where productivity meets business. And what it means to build better systems. Enjoy the show. If you're listening to this, you are not on our private subscriber feed and you will only be hearing a portion of this episode. If you'd like to listen to the full length episode, you'll need to go to riseproductive.com membership or sign up on your favorite podcasting app for exclusive access. From there, you'll also get access to our exclusive newsletter, the weekly pour over, our private members only Discord community, and any other subscriber only content. So if you enjoy what we are doing here, please consider becoming a member. Do we give it enough time? Are we ready to start this thing? <laughs> I was trying to say, I'm always the one who starts it. And I'm just going to mad dog you until you, or I'm going to just going to mean mug you until you began speaking. Welcome back to the Rice Productive Podcast, everyone, where Dimitri <laughs> decides he's just going to bully me today for 45 minutes. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm kidding, not doing I'm kidding, that. I'm kidding. I, I've I, only thought about it every day of my life. Oh, well, we're going to talk about branding. We're going to talk about how to niche down your, your brand, how to build a brand, because it's a very powerful thing. It's a powerful thing that uh, our our saint, lord and savior, educator, Alex Ramosi is fixated on <laughs> currently. And uh, I think it's something important that Dimitri figured out really early on that I am currently trying to figure out because it is part of the figuring out your lane. And I think committing to having a brand actually puts things into focus the way like a, almost like a mission statement or like, you know, a certain bounds of like what you want to be about like it really just sets the the four corners of what you are as a business yeah. or service so i want to hop into it a little bit today but uh first dimitri we'll open up to you you got any more updates that were not shared on the exclusive weekly pour over yeah it's 50 degrees on a friday in december that's wild yeah it's a little messed up and it was really nice yesterday during my final. That's another thing. Uh, finished with halfway through law school, everyone. So everyone clap for me. Um, feel smarter. Feel relieved that it's over. Um, I was sad when I missed out on 50 degrees. <laughs> I was sad that I missed out on the 50 degree weather yesterday. I was in the in a final from one to four, um, which is short relative to most law school finals. But um yeah, happy to be halfway done, and uh, the TikTok is is going well. Um, really, no complaints on my end. I have plenty of work to do over winter break, which is not as exciting, but I don't enjoy getting out of the rhythm anyways. I'm happy to keep working on some law school stuff, a little bit of work stuff, and uh, the TikTok slash running stuff. Yeah, the TikTok's pretty fun. Uh, he's doing some rolls for runs uh we we talked about it earlier this week and it was funny um homies basically mix and matching gamification with uh with what he's doing in the running game he's just rolling to die it's just like you know screw it um 
you want to give it give a little a quick little a brief little explanation of this and i think it could end up curtailing in our branding discussion because how you are trying to sort of use it as like your brand to be the to be what yeah, I hear we're going to talk yeah yeah i didn't this yeah. is almost the reason i wanted to do this podcast and i didn't even know it but two things that kind of initiated this one was that as i do my quote unquote research on TikTok, which is just me following people who pop up on my algorithm as mainly men runners who are influencers in the space. Each of them kind of had their own thing. I figured out pretty early on. There are ones who did like the fun stuff, the motivational stuff. There's one guy who literally just holds a like tripod, like stabilizer with his phone on it every day. And he will do a run challenge from the comment section. It'll be like run until blank. And he does this every day. Has like a really long run streak. There's people who do blogs. Everyone has like their thing that you can expect from them with just like a small amount of variability. And early on, I was, I mean, I'm still early on, but first 30 to 60 days to make it more concrete, I was very uncertain on what I wanted to do and be. I was just like, okay, I just need to figure out a way to make content every day or multiple times a day. And it generated a lot of different ideas, but nothing was ever very consistent. And I actually had pieces of content that I look back on that I didn't even jibe with or agree with like stylistically. Like there are pieces of content where I was putting myself out there and I felt like that's not really me. Like that is me making content, but it's not reflective of who I am as a person. And it's not the kind of version I want to put out there. Um, everything was true. And I think that like, sometimes there's the motivational stuff, which is mainly what I'm hitting on where I think I really can like, you know, be motivational. Like I think most of the times where I made a video like that, I was just in a tough spot. Like I had a lot to do that day. Maybe like shit was just hard. And so I, I made a video like that. Um, but I started to realize that more than anything, I need to be consistent just across every video. There needs to be like a formula where people can follow me and actually expect the same stuff every day. Because that's the whole point, right? At least until a time, you need to be able to just do one thing really well. And having a brand kind of gets you down to that. So I was watching this like 81 minutes of advice you needed yesterday from yeah. Alex Ramosi. Really smart video where he just like, he went on like a podcast tour. It almost seemed like about a month ago. He was on a bunch of podcasts and he tossed It was up. for a hundred million dollar leads. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was when he was showing how, how to do hundred million dollar leads. Uh, such a genius. But uh, anyways, um, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. took all these different clips and there's a couple where he was talking about branding, which seems to be a thing that he's focused on next for potentially the next book. Um, if I had to put my tinfoil hat on, I bet it is the next book. And He's talking about how branding initiated where it was like the whole idea of branding just came from like cows, right? Like we put like a little hot plate on a cow and like branded them. And it's like, yeah, that's ours. And the whole point of branding, even back with the cow was like, you would look at that cow and the social behavior you approach to that cow changes. So it goes from, I'm going to eat, kill, steal this cow to I'm going to return this cow to the person who owns it. And that's the whole idea of branding. I need people to be able to look at my account and change their behavior from what is currently happening. Mm. What is currently happening 
is that they see somebody who has an inconsistent style, a very small following. And so a lot of people view my profile and I notice I have very low turnover on followers. But if there's a consistent style where they see that this is one thing, it's easier to make a decision of I'm going to follow, I'm not going to follow. And if it's something that's already popped up in their algorithm, it's probably something that is fitting for them to some degree. And so I'm just trying to change that social behavior. So getting to what I'm now doing is doing something that no one else is really doing in the space. I did this for a week back when I was early on, maybe like the first month into making content. I was rolling a D10, which is a dice that you use in um, TTRPGs, tabletop role-playing games, um, including Dungeons and Dragons. And um, I actually don't know what other games use a D10, but I'm sure there might be one out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would roll it every day and whatever it came out to be, I would just run that number of miles. Um, and the videos performed unusually well for how small I was at the time, higher retention rate, um, and a good number of likes and shares. So I was reflecting on like what I want my consistent style to be. And I was like, this is a formula that can work every day. It is something that no one else is doing. And it's going to have retention because people are just going to be curious. And I think when I spoke with Dimitri on the phone, you were like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like random number generator. People love that stuff. They love the randomness. Like the outcome is in suspension for some amount of time. Will he do it? What's the next thing? You can up the ante, if you will, on the challenge because there's different dice or create variability within it. And so that's what I'm doing now. I just, uh, I'm a runner who does like, D&D role playing game type of stuff um i think it's a crossover that is far reaching than i thought from only like dedicating to this for 4 days now but maybe not maybe i'll look back and have this not be the thing but for right now i just want to commit to a brand and uh yeah that's where i'm at roll for run yeah i really like the idea because it kind of put you in a different position than what other people were doing. I don't I don't think anyone else is doing it. Uh I like noticed today that you're I know you probably get way too caught up in it, but your post had the most likes of anything in a while. From today. Yeah, your engagement rate was very high today in comparison yeah, to previous yeah. days. Yeah, and it's I think the algorithm readjusting to the fact that this is a consistent thing. That's the other thing too. The algorithm likes it when you have something that's consistent because they know who to push it to. Yeah, very true. And I think there's so many different options for this, like to keep the same brand going, but having minor variability, like you can, it, like you can level up your, I don't know, like uh storytelling over time and like your teasing. But like, for example, at the beginning, you're like, I'm rolling a D8. I'm rolling a D8 die to figure out how much I'm going to run today. And I feel like there's going to be different ways to like add a suspense level to it to see what, you know, the result's going to be. Like there's got to be some graphical things you can do. Like for example, I think you showed what the result of your run was. What was it? Um, 20 out of 33 seconds in the video. Like why did you do that? Mm, instead of just doing it at the very end? I would say, yeah, rule of thumb, 95% of the way through with like a minor comment about it. 
you know, like try, I'm, or I'm just saying not rule of thumb, sorry, try it out. Cause it yeah. could be interesting to see like the more you suspense it. So the way that a lot of really good storytelling works is they end up having like two stories. It's the only way to keep people's attention, which is baffling by the way. Cause I, I don't know. I don't know people's attention spans this this bad. Um, so say you have one thing, which is like how many miles am I going to run, right? That's the first thing that they have to be waiting for. And the second thing is like, how did it go? But maybe I'm missing another opportunity for a third thing. Like if you end up describing the run in a sort of way, I don't know. I'm trying to think, you know, getting it to the point where you are teasing the result while giving them some interesting info the entire time. And then at the end, you kind of reveal like, oh, this is how the run actually went. Because mm. like for me, I like that the distance thing is cool. But if you end up adding the element of how fast should I go? What if you don't achieve the speed, right? Like that's the goal. And then if you somehow attach a... um. If I don't do X, then X will happen. Sort of fake punishment. Yeah. Right? That ends up making it so that they're like waiting to see whether the punishment or the reward happens. I've thought about that too. I mean, the you can I could dive really deep into the D D gameplay within this, you know, analogy I'm Ooh, making. Ooh, you can with do a little runs. like levels. Yeah. I could do ding, levels. Ding, ding. Do you take hit points? You can get hit points taken away if you don't I've hit thought the, yeah, I've thought about um, making it like a so you have like a campaign, which is an overarching series of sessions of game sessions. And if you think of each run as a session where the challenge is the number of miles I run, there could be a campaign where it's like a month campaign, let's say. And it's like in a month, you have to run 200 miles. And that's partially in my control because I need to go out and run that. But it's also partially outside of my control, which is part of D and D. It's all up to dice rolls. You have to roll numbers over thirty days that would equate to two hundred or something, something where it feels like it's a fifty-fifty shot, roughly, of it happening. And if I don't get it, whatever character or like something like would like die. Like I like fail the campaign and I start a new campaign where it's like maybe the next challenge is getting so many feet of elevation gain over a month. Or something. So I, I I gotta play with it more, but I'd like this idea because the the depths of D and D go so far. There are so many little things you could do and I can I mean there could be skits. People I do like people do like skits on like different classes and different races. You could like yeah, I mean there's a million ways to spin it. But I think getting back to the um kind of theme of the podcast here is that the brand as we can already see in this conversation is helping me narrow down so many other things, including like the video formula, which has been something that I think is so key, not only being consistent across videos, but within the videos is like, it always got to start with the intro, right? You got to explain to people what's going on as if they're brand new. And then you, for me, it would be the role. And then like you were saying, I think the third part would be like, a narration, which is like that second arc of like, oh, this is really hard. Like, oh, you know, my knees hurt today or something. There can be like the the 
statistical, like how is the run going? But then there's also like the the feelings, like the logic and the emotion, right? <laughs> like, um, like you know, logically or you know, like mathematically, I did the run, and that's one storyline. But another one is like, I'm halfway through. This feels like poop, or I feel good. Um, maybe even throwing like a tidbit of like advice or something. But then there's the other arc where after the narration, I reveal the the total distance I ran. And then there's a call to action at the end. Yeah, no, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Like I'm I'm envisioning that the more that you do this, the easier it's gonna be to figure out what necessarily is the the route that you want to go for like the specific style of you know, like how am I going to deliver on the concept? But overall, it does seem like you kind of have a envisioned plan for what the theme is, so to say. Yeah. And today was the first time we got in a comment where it said good idea. So that was that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it honestly I think it is. Like a thousand followers and I'll roll the D hundred. I'll roll the D hundred. Wow, that's funny. That's Fair, dude that would be wild <laughs> that'd be that that'd be a killer video i'd maybe even do it before a thousand just because i knew that i know that that at, at the end of the day the algorithm likes things that are crazy that's so interesting you definitely could do that i think i think that you've found sort of your niche here because yeah, like it's just so sorry, I'm now I'm just nerding out about content. It's just so like I think it's bingeable. Uh I think there's a lot of different content out there that's very much like waiting for the result that is I'm just gonna say it out is more stupid than this. Like, what's the name of the guy who looks like a uh Sean Mendez knockoff that eats food on YouTube? Um <laughs> Sorry, Jesus Christ! I gotta. I don't know. One day. Uh, there's this like guy who he actually used to be on the Wisconsin. What's the name of that uh, Wisconsin school that we used to go to for the initial cross country meet of the year? Not Oshkosh. It's um. Man, there's so many UWs. Yeah, so like one of the UW schools, a guy who used to be on their golf team ended up quitting college halfway through and now is like a YouTube and TikTok like food influencer. Um, food shorts, like just eating stuff. Like I ate, I ate what my girlfriend wanted for the day. One, oh no, I, I ate what my followers wanted. Like, I think it's it's just, like, stuff like that, right? Oh, like, you just showed like, me this guy where he just ate, was, like, maybe it was you. Just for, oh, yeah, Tommy Winkler. See the one Having that, like, this, crushed, like, 10 burgers together and just ate it in, like, a bite? No, he crushed 10 um, God, Krispy Kremes. Yeah, that was disgusting. Like, so, we're not going to obviously get, we're going to do our best to, to talk about this. And, but, like, I mean, just like Tommy Winkler's channel is just, I, uh, Tommy seemed like actually a really nice guy. Low key, his stuff's kind of dumb, right? But like it works because it's got that level of, I am waiting for the result. Everyone. Yeah. So he's going to eat at Cosmics for the whole day at McDonald's, right? 
and what and you're waiting like a, for. It's a challenge, and it's also yeah. from the audience, so it's engaging. And you're waiting for the result, and it's like an entire day, and he knows what he's doing. And honestly, it is a great formula. Food, honestly, food shorts and TikTok are ridiculously bingeable and ridiculously repeatable because people want to go double check what the hell the person ate. Like strawberry and cookies McFlurry is something people would end up being like, wait, what was the name of the McFlurry? Um, they would see all of the stuffs on the lifts and be like, wow, that's interesting. I mean, it's just also this man's eating ice cream at 6.20 in the morning. What? Um, spicy queso sandwich. Just like it, he goes through and eats lunch. He goes through and eats, uh, Jesus Christ, there's so much food, by the way. Um, I genuinely am concerned for this man's arteries, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's missed it, Like, uh, it's, uh, I don't know. Now, he's having, he's had so much dessert today. <laughs> I'm, we're just watching this, and I'm, I'm genuinely waiting for him to have a heart attack on camera, which obviously I don't want to happen. But he just ate everything. Yeah, Which but it, like you said, it's of. so bingeable and it's so repeatable for him. Like, it's just like, there's a million food challenges you can make up. And in the same sense, there are so many, like, I just have to roll a dice and then make up a story. And there are so many, like, things that I do and don't know about D&D that, like, I could just make part of this. And I can make it go beyond D&D to, like, all the fantasy BS, um, like, i.e., Skyrim, The Witcher, like Lord of Rings, like it's it's all like connected. And then it becomes and, um, a self-fulfilling prophecy, by the way, when you end up having crowdsourced ideas. Like now he has go eat from the most expensive grocery store in the world for the day. Like he like I, I it's so easy for this because then whoever requested it, along with the other people who are in the same target audience that requested it. They're going to stick around to the end because they're like, oh, what's he eating now? Oh, what is he eating? what's he eating now? Oh, what is what's he eating now? You know, just like, it's so stupid. I, I'm yeah, sorry. Exactly. I, I don't want to keep calling it stupid because like genuinely it is smart from a creative perspective, but the content is literally watching a 22-year-old stuff his face. But the simplicity, man, the simplicity is genius. No, it is. Uh, from, like from Tommy's perspective, genius move. The fact that this blows up though, and I think that the simplicity of it like really does get at the heart of this conversation, which is that branding, I think, is something that is so simple, but a lot of people miss out on or don't put enough time towards when it is such a huge deal. Like if you think about branding now, I mean, it, this is like such a business school, I feel like thing, but like, you know, a t-shirt is worth 10 bucks until you put Louis Vuitton on it and all of a sudden it's worth, you know. 50 times what it was before. And it's like the same thing. Like I go do a food challenge. It doesn't mean anything if it's me, but when it's this guy who, you know, has a brand for doing this, he probably doesn't have a name for his challenges or whatever, but there is like this ethereal brand that's associated with it. And I think that he would even benefit from naming it something where it's like the whole reason I want to call it roll for run is because it ties the two ideas together. You immediately know what I'm talking about. And roll four is like a, I don't know if you know, this is like a D&D &D thing where it's like yeah. whenever you want to have any kind of action, your dungeon master will say like, 
you want to like uh try to persuade like a an npc you would say like roll for persuasion or roll for charisma like you're always rolling for stuff and so like i'm rolling to to run so that's like the the whole point of the brand there is like it immediately captures people and knows like what to expect from me and it's the same thing with this guy like he probably has a name that people just recognize but it would even benefit like i think with you with rp bringing it back to to us you naming the brand rise productive right away made something that felt outside of you made something that immediately at least clued people in if they were new to you on what was going on because you woke up early and you were a productivity guy like two things just two words but like those two ideas pretty well culminate a large part of what the business is what the come up looked like it's not everything, you know, it's really turned into a lot more, but it's something that also can continue to grow because it's not just you, right? Yeah. Like, do you think it'd be a different world if your YouTube channel was named Rise Productive, the first one that has 15K right now, instead of Dimitri Pinici? Would it be a world where you wouldn't have inserted yourself into the business so hard if your brand had been Rise Productive from the start? across all that's platforms. a hard question right that's like a really uh, it, it's a it's a silly hypothetical but like it shows that a brand can grow in a way it makes me think that there's just like another tiktok channel that i follow where it's just these two guys who go out into nature and they'll like it always starts out the same way like they're like hey man hey man and they start talking about like they talk in a very like awestruck way about nature and they just like put like a little simple message on the on the screen at the end it'll be like life is beautiful and their channel or yeah channel i guess profile is called we love you instead of their names or something else and so like the fact that it's called we love you and they throw that on the screen at you every time is like not only does it make you feel good like oh like this is like such a nice sentiment that this is like their brand like this is what they're backing themselves on but it's just way more memorable than their names quite frankly yeah there's a lot of other people that i feel like actually was really you know it's the want to hear the most meta um or one and this once again it's funny it's food youtube um this is guy watching food youtube sorry i'm just smoothie flip this guy has is first of all one absolutely jocked properly jocked Properly jocked. Properly jocked. I mean... He throws Don the weights. He throws it Don. This dude is properly jocked, okay? Um, he's in great shape. Um, and what he does... Jocked. And what he does is, is he makes smoothie bowls and smoothie-related snacks. And his name is Smoothie Flip. And he does not acknowledge his name, but he... You know what I mean? Like... It's interesting because he's very much in the content, but he's Smoothie Flip. He's not his name. Um, Like, here's a great example. He does this every time. It's a short called No Smoothie Left Behind. He's showing somebody else do the smoothie, like, and grabbing it from the container. But he does this every time. It's hilarious. He, like, removes the top, turns it over, and then it ends up shooting out all at once. And he ends up capturing and getting a bowl and flipping it 
and then it plops into the container. And it's just so simple, but effective. And it's so like, I don't know how to, because you're just waiting for the satisfying thing to happen and you're waiting to learn how to do the, the smoothie. I don't know. Am yeah, I how to do the sense? flip. Yeah, it's very, I don't know. Food YouTube is like, oh, watch this. Which is this? I feel like we should um, make another podcast about like substantive, like content things that like are hot, and like things that you should be talking about on different platforms. Like, what should you be talking about on TikTok, or what should you be talking about on podcasts? Things that are like are hot or valuable, like on TikTok or Shorts. Food is such an easy one that people will get an insane amount of retention on. They're waiting for the value. They're and waiting the value for the value is, and they'll come back for the value. Yeah, they're waiting for the result of the thing that you're doing. And they know if you're making the same kind of style of content every time, uh, this is the branding side. You know if you're making the same kind of content every time, this is the format that you're going to go in. It's going to be fairly obvious. And it's impressive. Like, honestly, it's pretty impressive. These people have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of subscribers off of just... I mean, the guy barely makes any long-form content. It's funny, but homie just literally just makes thick smoothie bowls. And that's his whole channel. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's just funny content. That's just awesome. One thing you know, that, this is where I found the banana thing, right? This is the oh, banana video. Yeah, okay. Basically, sense. what you do is you take some yogurt and put it in a bowl. Then you like coat banana slices with it and then you freeze them. Yeah, yeah, it looks delicious. No, it's 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 great. Like, but it's branding. Like every video, I'm just ready for him to be like, easy snack. Here's ingredients. Hear me making ingredients. Flip smoothie bowl. Put food in it with a satisfying smacking sound, and then he eats it. Then he does a handstand. Like it's the same thing every time. It's really crazy to me that Rice Productive is almost at its three year anniversary. Over the years, we've shared with you so much free content on how to improve your efficiencies operations, and intentionality across multiple content platforms. Between the podcast, newsletter, and YouTube channel, we try to give you as much free value as possible. All that we ask in return for all this free knowledge sharing is that you give us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform so that more entrepreneurs and those seeking more efficiency in their lives can find our content. These podcast reviews increase our rankings and help us reach more people who just like you just want to get more efficient. Thanks in advance. And now let's get back to the show. So let me ask you, when you, in the, you can answer this in the framing of branding, but uh, it's also okay if you didn't have a real reason for doing this, but why did you decide so early on, like well before I think you were figured out on what Rice Productive was going to be, to have a name called Rice Productive and like put that out there? Uh, I wanted to have something that was like branded and meta. I mean, I didn't want to be, I wanted, I kind of wanted to have my cake and eat it too because the website was Rise Productive, but the YouTube channel was me. Like, it was a bit of like, wanting to have a business, faking it till I made it sort of thing. Sorry. Sure. Faking it till I make it, made it sort of thing. That's fair. That's a good way to put it because early on you did a lot of vlogging, but you also had Rise Productive. And so it almost felt coincidental or like random that you had the rice productive until it, did, yeah. it started making more sense 
But I think in retrospect, you know, it, it was the right call to make Rise Productive just something that you threw out there because it continued to become a bigger part of the thing where things fell into the Rise Productive bucket rather than it just being Dimitri Panici. Even though it was mainly you who was doing all the work and then eventually getting some contractors, you weren't saying you're working with Dimitri Panici, you're working with Rise Productive. Yes, exactly. And that's super cool how like that markets itself through word of mouth in the business space because of the branding, but also through the website and the other places where you are um, you know, putting yourself out there. And now you're also able to actually actualize what you wanted earlier on, which is you have the branding, you have the, you know, rice mm-hmm. productive, which you want to be the business. But you also mm-hmm. want to be able to have Dimitri Panici, who's talking about Rice Productive and what he did there, but also showing more of you and other things. Yeah. I mean, I think so. If I were to try to make a business and it would be called like Dimitri Panici Media Company or something, I don't know. That just would sound dumb. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being like too brought about it but i was always like yeah if i'm gonna ever get to the point where it's a business i'd rather it have like a now sending the name and like it actually be consistent than just be like rise productive LLs or then i'll start to meet your panici productions i'm like that's just a mouthful dude yeah there's something quick yeah just something that was like correlated correlated with what i was doing at the time on the on the channel and then utilizing that to kind of grow my uh, book of to kind of grow my book of opportunity if it were to come because i didn't I, I guess also from my perspective and this is just a slight thing i didn't think that someone would like respect just an individual name as much as they'd respect like the name of a company especially not of one that at someone my age when i was starting it and I continuously try to do this with like people I work with now, which is like try to make it so that it seems like there's different people in charge of different parts of the process. Cause then I always frame it to people who are like the subcontractors or the small number of employees that exist. Um, I'm like, do you think it would be, if you were a client, do you think you'd feel like you're in better hands if it's just some 25 year old, like charismatic dude <laughs> doing the entire thing? Or if like, he's not just, it's not just smoke and mirrors and charm. Because, like, to me, as a skeptical being sometimes, unless you, like, really have people at different touch points being in leadership positions of different parts of the deliverable, I'd be like, ah, it's just kind of smoke and mirrors and this dude's flying by the seat of his pants. Like, for me, I wanted to have the branding of the of the, of the company because it makes it seem like that it, there's more to it because there actually is. Like when I end up explaining that I have as many subcontractors and stuff as I do to, to people I work with and like how specifically operationally the business works, then I'm going like, oh, this is like organized and I feel good. But if I were to just be like Dimitri Panici, that's like what I'm doing from a company standpoint it almost sounds like some dude who shoots wedding videos (laughs) first that's like how i view it if someone says like jeff smith media co i'm like okay how many weddings have you shot this year and that's another really good point that i think we should maybe dive into is that 
when you're branding, you have to be conscientious of the space that you're about to occupy. Because I think about Rise Productive and I also think about like Keep Productive or other sure. names that are in the similar, you know, productivity space that um like smart passive income is another one that kind of rings similar. It is in the productivity space. It can be, you know, put down to a little acronym pretty easily. But with something like shooting a wedding, or if you're a vlogger, your brand should be your name and how you want to package that up. I mean, you can use your first and last name. Yeah, are you trying to make a creator business or are you trying to make a business? Yeah, exactly. And so you have to be conscientious of like what the the space is going to be like, I know a lot of people in like the, the D and D space, like have some kind of quick little thing that hints at something related to the game. Obviously like critical role is like a huge podcast. That's turned itself into a full on business and critical role. Just being like, you roll the highest number on a dice. Like that's such a simple integral part of the game that they just like ran with as a name. And there's other examples, but that's the biggest one that people might know. And so, yeah, you got to be conscientious of the space that you're trying to occupy. Yeah, like I had, uh, we had someone on the podcast months ago uh, that was talking about it from, it's interesting. So there's two different companies I'm aware of. One being like automation helpers that I do some editing for and have experience with Dan Lehman, who's like their person for video like dan ends up saying at the beginning of all these videos hey i'm dan lehman from automation helpers and i'm going to show you how to do x y and z but then the other company was literally like talking about their stuff and it was just let's say like automations.com right? Like their YouTube channel was automations.com. The only reason that I don't think Dan has really switched it to like an automation helpers YouTube channel is because he was doing the YouTube channel prior and then ended up founding automation helpers and thought he had a following and didn't really want to change it. So the thing about it is that he's calling it out so much throughout the content that like it really is branded to like automation helpers. Um, And I think that that level of explanation is like, so great when you could have an inherent in the name too you know just talk about branding like from the from the naming standpoint i'm not going to say the name's the most important thing but like acquisition.com is pretty meta he almost bought marketing.com i think instead but acquisition.com is like what is acquisition.com's goal to acquire companies whoa it doesn't get more obvious than that yeah no that's true that's Rise really Productive's goal is to to edit like and create content around tool videos or sorry um to like productive tools like we're essentially a media company for productive tools at this point right like that's the damn that was kind of catchy a media company a media company built for productive tools oh I might have to put that on a bumper <laughs> sticker write that okay, down okay wait a second I gotta write that down down jeez uh, media company built for productive tools oh yep that is meta as hell I'm gonna write that down a media company built for productive tools right is that yeah no, that's good I mean that's accurate um 
Okay, so anyways, the, the point being, it's in the name and it's so obvious sort of that there's something tangential to what you're looking for. Like, if you're trying to make a business that's catered towards video editing for weddings, newlywed media co. Yeah. Like something, I'm just spitballing, right? But that's different than saying, Dimitri Panici Media Co. or Dan Lehman Media Co. Like, once you get to the point where you're such a big deal that you can change your name because you have such a book of business and you have such a word of mouth capability, because you're if you end up spreading out vertical wise, you'll be fine. You know, like if you end up changing it to like Heritage or something like Heritage uh, Law. LLC, hmm. Heritage Law LLC. What do you think that's for? Heritage Law. I mean, it's probably wills in the states. Yeah. Right. So I don't even have to tell you a tagline. I said the name. Think that's pretty good from like a branding perspective. So that's why I wanted to have a name for the company. It's like fake it till I make it. I'll end up being some sort of like productive app media company at some point. And it ended up just like making sense. Now. It was ambiguous enough to where it also could have been for consulting too and for helping people become more productive. So you can give some wiggle room, right? I like stuff that's a little bit more tailored. And then if you really had the intent to grow in a space and it ends up not working out, you can always rebrand. Like, And then if you end up doing really well, you can always rebrand. Because if you're doing really well, it ends up not being the brand anymore. It becomes your operations, it becomes your word of mouth, it becomes your sales team. So like if you end up having to rebrand from heritage to something else, it's possible. And honestly, heritage also has like a level of ambiguous nature enough to where you can like, you know, extrapolate to like, oh, we we're the law firm for you forever or some BS across like all different aspects of law. Like you're going to stick with us from generation to generation. See what I mean? Like the name sort of has the capability to really hone in on a vertical, but then also is ambiguous enough to spread it out a little bit. Yeah. If need be, or you could make a slight tweak and it's a rebrand. Like I could stretch the, I could change it to rise production media. Yeah. That's a good point. Like people accidentally say rise production all the time. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, I think that's I think the names way I see mean it a lot actually. No, I mean I think it means a huge amount. I want to emphasize that I don't think it should be a thing that people spin in inaction about because there is the one side. I see this as like a feedback loop, and I'll let you know. Let me know if you agree. But I think it's like the brand will lead you to the content by inference of what that brand name is, but the content can also, you know, create a heuristic link back to the brand name. So like Rise Productive is an example of like the second thing I just said. Your content, people would associate, okay, he's getting up. He's like, I'm even like associating his face, Dimitri's face with Rise Productive. And so now this content I can remember because it ha- it's all tied under this RP name. RP doesn't isn't really a brand name that gets you to the content. But like heritage is like heritage law immediately indicates to me what the content of that business is going to be. 
And so is it like, I'm just saying this to show that like, it's kind of arbitrary. Like you need something that at the least ties all your content to one thing. And ideally like it's easier if it's not your name in my opinion. Yeah. 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 Because the other thing too is like the, the point we were kind of making earlier is that things can change. Like Mr. Beast can go do all these other things, but like keep the Mr. Beast brand as like the front end. And so like people aren't seeing that things are changing in the back end. They just see that this is all Mr. Beast LLC productions, whatever. Like even when he's making food, he's making freaking beastables now. And it's like, it, it, things are, the content is so different, but the brand is the same. Very true. And, and like what you're saying is I important, especially for like what our target audience is, which is like targeting people who are trying to make content for a service-based business. Like if you, okay. Hmm. This is just an authority thing from me, I guess. Maybe this is like unconscious bias, but I think people trust individuals more than companies when it comes to opinions. When it comes to services, they trust companies. And when it comes to products, they trust... Products being made, they trust companies. So my thought is like, Ali Abdal makes a stationary. I could give a flying you-know-what that Ali Abdal made a stationary. I think that it's probably going to be cool and unique to him, but I don't think the product quality would be as good as if, unless he changed it to like, I don't know, Cambridge Analytica LLC or something. I don't know. I'm just trying to like, right. You know, yeah. like LLC made a stationary. I'd be like, the product quality is probably good. Like, I think there's some level of personal attachment to opinion is more valid to people, but quality seems to be assumed that, business would do better so if we're trying to make content to sell our service-based business i think having a business brand just makes more sense because like i mentioned earlier what would you rather trust rise productive media or would you rather trust dan lehman to do all your automations or a company called automation helpers to do your automations yeah no i mean exactly i think part of it too has to do with scaling is like, is this going to yeah, be Yeah, what's like, your goal? It's like almost going down the the influencer, like I'm the brand route or like the business is the brand route and this is something that can scale. Is this something where I'm a vlogger who's always going to be part of the business and this business dies with me, kind of like Ali Abdal? Or is this a business that can continue to scale without me, i.e. so many of the names that we've brought up? Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I'm having a audio bug just right now. Did you say that last line again? Yeah, I'll just say it again because I think it's worth repeating is that we have this conversation a lot about whether you're going to be someone who brands yourself or your business. Are you going to be someone that has like... Your echo? I'm echoing now. No, you're good now. You're good now. We're back. Oh, okay, cool. But yeah, it's like if you, you you shouldn't focus too much on the name, like just make a name that's not your name. If you think you're going to have a service business that's scalable, if it's something where you have a unique skill that cannot be delegated and the business relies on you, keep it at your name. 
makes a lot of sense yeah, to what's me the at value? least. What's the value of the comp? What's the value of the company? Is it the person or the company? Right, like someone who to- shoots a wedding. People care that it is someone who they can connect with on a personal level because it's an intimate experience. Yes, and- that is a very good analogy or very good differentiation that I failed to mention about the service thing. Yep. I wouldn't want a company like the. It's the same way with like rental. Who's properties. cleaning your house? Like a lot of people would actually prefer one-off uh, people cleaning their house rather than a cleaning company uh, because it it's their personal home. It's very true. It's contextual. I should have I should have acknowledged that. That's true. Yeah. 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 I think it's just a it's a big part of it. And the on the other end of that, it's scalability. Like, are you dealing? Oh, here's a great here's a differentiator. Are you dealing with another company? Are you dealing with an individual? If you're dealing with an individual, yeah. attaching your name with like LLC or or the thing you're doing and then company at the end is fine. But if you're dealing with another company, maybe make it a company name. Like if your goal is to do automations for companies, sure. If your goal is to be an influencer to help do coaching calls one-on-one with like people to make them more productive, maybe keep it a personal brand, right? That's That's the way I think about it, right? Like... There's a guy, his name's Ed. He makes a channel called Film Booth. His end goal is to eventually consult YouTubers on how to grow better and whatnot. His channel is called Film Booth. Everyone knows he's Ed, but his channel and his website are called Film Booth because he has a team of people who end up actually doing a lot of con- the consulting. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that was like exactly what he was trying to do. He was trying to make sure that it was clear that it wasn't just him doing the whole thing. Which I like. I really like that. And that's that's that we kind of talked a lot about like name and brand today and like content style and brand today. I think the heavy hitting thing is like and something I wanted to like kind of close the rope on. What matters most is pretty much like are you being consistent with your tone? Are you being consistent with the type of content you post and the formula that you have? And then last but not least, are you going to be a personal brand? Or you're going to be a business. Uh, that's contextual to whether your business is going to touch personal people and personal services, or you're going to touch other companies. I think it's contextual as to the emotional connection that you may have with some of the experiences. If you're doing somebody's windows, maybe you can go a little bit more towards the company side. If you're doing somebody's wedding, maybe go towards the personal side taking care of somebody's dog, you know, maybe it's like a, you know what I mean? Like it, it, yeah. it's contextual, but I think having those kind of thoughts, like chance very well put, is the business kind of required to have you be the value prop? If not, maybe go more towards the business name. Exactly. Yeah, that ties exactly. it up very well. And I think uh, we want to transition into a little bit of a, not TikTok time, but we'll think of a name for it eventually. Oh, we're going to just rip off TikTok time at this point. I feel like we're just taking it from the deep three pod. I'm just going to say the deep three pod had it every single time. Um, I like that podcast so much, by the way. I don't know if you, I know you don't really care about regular season basketball, if not basketball whatsoever. Um, but it is genuinely one of the more entertaining podcasts I've ever watched, so. I'll have to give it a listen at some point. I should at least binge the TikTok time stuff. Because I know well, I you gotta you gotta get ideas for it. Yeah, that's kind of what I want to go with. Like, if you have the ideas for it, um, we can kind of bounce stuff off more. 
Um, cause I, I watch, I end up listening to their podcast a lot and then like watch that portion of it and it's really entertaining. Um, so that's, that's kind of like where I go from there. Um, and for context, it's three guys talking hoops, which is a very interesting way, in my opinion, to do a podcast. I've never quite seen like a three-person panel work amazing. But what happens in sports podcasts is like the two-person format seems to go out the window and you add a multitude of people and it ends up making it more entertaining. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that, yeah, I mean, they, they mesh so well from the little that I've seen with the shorts. They just know when when's the right pocket for me to talk. When is somebody else going to talk? When can I make a little quip? They're good. All right. So I got some ideas uh, for people. I got some, I just got an idea of a TikTok time that I think would be pretty funny right now based on something that I think they've done once. All right. Let's, let's turn these productivity influencers. Um, no. The TikTok time is going to be, let's take, these productivity influencers and say what superhero they would be, um, which I think is going to be hilarious to see what we both come up with. Okay. Let's turn these superhero influencers. No, wait, what? Let's take these productivity influencers and turn them into superheroes. Thomas Frank. Who would he be? This is basic. It's Superman. He's just like the most ordinary guy. He's the most ordinary. It's true. I think he's the most ordinary productivity influencer. I would say superhero is a bit of a stretch. Um, Superman's a bit of a stretch? Only because like... He's such a staple, man. He is such a staple. Okay. Uh, I was going to go for Captain America. God, we're so laggy today. We are. I said I'm I said I was gonna go for Captain America. Okay, but similar vibes. That's really the DC Marvel like equivalents. Okay, that's fair. Um <laughs> also I just thought of a second TikTok time that would be funny. I would say since they're the leader of both groups of like the Avengers and the Yeah, we're actually kind of in the same thing. Okay, that's fair. So yeah, they'd both be the leader. We both in agreement on that. You're going Superman. I have much higher standard of the Superman than you do, clearly. Um, just kidding. That's not a dig, Thomas. I actually think you'd be you'd be fitting as a Superman. All right, let's do Matt Diavella. Or supervillain, by the way. You can go or supervillain. I just realized this. No, yeah. yeah let's do it. Wait. Actually, I think what would be better is if we named what superhero and supervillain they would be. Oh, I don't know enough supervillains. I hardly know enough superheroes. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Maybe this is an awful idea, though. But I do think Matt Diavella is probably like a Spider-Man. Spider-Man would be great because he's like low-key funny. Um, and Spider-Man's always been low-key funny. Uh, I would say... childish, you know? Like, I think he kind of gives like really young energy. Yeah, I would agree. He gives little kid vibes. He gives like... He gives... um. I just had this really great slice of pizza and I need to tell my like mom about it now vibes. Like, yeah. uh, 
If you'd like to continue listening to this conversation, you'll need to subscribe at riseproductive.com membership or on your favorite podcast app. Once you do, you'll get full length access to these episodes of the Rise Productive podcast, as well as access to our subscriber only podcast and newsletter, The Weekly Pour Over.